Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our popular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sports. And today, it is no different. I have a very special guest, Miss Diana Hall. Diana, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Diana, before we get into what you're currently working on, where did this journey begin for you? So um, the journey began for me. I'm a chemical engineer. I went to Colorado School of Mines. And uh, when I graduated, I worked in Fortune mm-hmm. 500 companies, uh, a lot in software test and product development. And uh, seven years later, I, when I had my own baby, I took some time off, finished up my master's degree in business, and started running a mentoring program for children in poverty while I was um, trying to be a new mom. And when I did that, the kids would come into the mentoring program uh, with a lot of domestic violence and substandard living conditions, and they often have these fiberglass or plaster um, casts on for these injuries, and they would play with them, use them on the playground, and just be regular kids with them getting dirty. Uh, one little girl was sleeping on the floor at her grandparents with her grandmother and uh, ended up with bed bugs under her cast. And... One little boy uh, couldn't keep his in a bag outside the shower to keep it dry, and so he got it wet, and he didn't want to tell because he didn't want to get in trouble. He was being raised by elderly disabled grandparents, and also they didn't have transportation to get it replaced, so he didn't tell. So he wore it wet and ended up with permanent scarring on his arm. So as an engineer, I knew that the technology was there to provide a better alternative uh, for kids, and so I developed a 3D, I made a 3D printed uh, cast for him out of the same plastic as Legos, and he said, take this to your doctor and ask him if you can wear this instead. And his doctor called me and asked if I could make some more of those, and that's really what the, the medical devices is where I broke into the industry uh, in the casting and printing mobilization um, market, and that works so well for athletes. Uh, having a hygienic, waterproof, breathable uh, exoskeleton alternative for healing injuries and immobilization, um, which then evolves into other product lines, which are more like uh, body applications and sports uh, gear that is um, custom fit, like an exoskeleton that you can wear to protect you um, as well as to immobilize. So there are a lot of uses for exoskeletons. Wow, awesome. Um, talk to us about uh, what you guys are, are currently working on or, or who you guys are currently working with because you're definitely working with some big names. Yeah, absolutely. So we've had a lot of celebrities. Um, we have contracts uh, with the Workman's Comp group that fits the NFL and Major League Baseball. So we are doing a lot in professional sports. Um, we have contracts with clinics across the country um, that deal with uh, professional and Division One teams um, as well. So we're uh, contracted with um, the University of South Carolina and some other uh, schools. So we definitely support a lot of athletes. We've been some Olympic athletes. 
um, and some Ironman athletes. And so uh, the ability to go from land to water, wet to dry, and stay hygienic and sweat and it's breathable and to ice bath with it and to adapt it for use with, that's one of the things that um, the Chargers uh, team uh, athletes were saying it was really helpful or their, their athletic trainers were saying was that you can continue to treat the patient while they're being immobilized. So you can apply a bone stimulator, a muscle stimulator, because all of our designs are custom. So um, also, like if you've had a surgery and you, you have an incision, you want offset or you have an injury that you want to be protected um, underneath some sort of uh, protective gear, uh, custom pads are easy to do with the 3D body imaging and the custom design. So those are some of the some of the uh, higher end applications that we're that we're applying our product and our technology to. Nice. So now you guys are working with some big names, but before that, I'm sure you would have faced some some challenges to break through into the market and work with these larger names. What were some of those challenges? Yeah, so um, in medical devices, which is how we started out, you know, there's regulatory challenges. Uh, the FDA had not developed all of their test protocols for 3D printed uh, medical devices yet. So I worked directly with them in the Robert Fishnell Medical Devices Institute to help um, establish some of these baseline tests that need to be done because uh, 3D printing is so much different than injection molding or other types of manufacturing. And so uh, to you need to test for uh, post-process biocompatibility, uh, things like microporosity that could trap bacteria and moisture against the skin, et cetera, to make sure that these products are safe and hygienic and um, provide good healing outcomes for patients and for anybody who's wearing them who needs to be immobilized, but needs also to have that, that safety put in there because you want to make sure that you your devices are safe for the patient and for the players and that they're being tested. So we did two years of field tests across the Colorado Front Range and major hospitals. Uh, now, after five years, we have launched into clinics across this country, including Children's Hospital, um, Colorado, and other uh, mainstream orthopedic groups, and not just that niche high-end sports medicine um, market. Awesome. Um, how has technology played its role in your business? Um, so it's all based on that. So ours is literally a 3D body image scanning, which is a digital mapping of your body to make the custom fit. Uh, and then we do uh, we use CAD and we use automated software programs that uh, do the design. And the design is specific for that patient's unique injury or condition and their body mass. Uh, and then uh, technology is also involved in the manufacturing because we use 3D printing and we use uh, material science for custom coatings as well as for uh, testing protocols to make sure that the strength is there and the re reliability and the, and the uh, safety for the patient. So uh, all, we use technology from end to end, um, even in, in the fitting process, uh, make sure that uh, every device is designed perfectly for that patient and according to their doctor's needs or their athletic trainer's needs for use um, on the field or in play or just in their regular daily life. Wow, interesting. Uh, you guys have some, uh, I'm sure, some high-tech stuff happening with the, with the, with the 3D body um, imaging or, or scanning. 
Um, so what what sort of triggered all this? Like, how did what was the cause? Was, was there a pain point you were feeling that led you to this? You know, what was that reason, that burning fire or desiring you to sort of look 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 into this tech? Well, um, my brother had cystic fibrosis, uh, and he passed away. Um, and when he, I grew up basically in children's hospitals, so I knew that somewhere in my job in my life, my goal was going to be to help people who are suffering from uh, acute injuries, chronic conditions, or even terminal illnesses. I just didn't know how that was going to play out. Um, and then with my education and my background in engineering, uh, prototyping just came natural to me and and knowing about the technology and then seeing this need when I was joining the mentoring program, seeing this need with kids, uh, really it just all culminated into one thing and I said, all right, this is what I know how to do and the timing was just right for it. The market was ready. Um, the technology was just starting to be able to become more usable for a mass customization type of market. It's still not there yet. It's very hard to do. It's not plug and play at for by any means, and that's why um, clinics, it's hard for clinics to incorporate things like 3D printing because it's not, it, it does take uh, expertise and, and knowledge and, you know, calibration of, and of equipment and uh, maintenance and repairs and all that kind of stuff and, and then design and automation experience and all that. It's really, it's really a lot for any clinic to take on, so it really needs to be outsourced. And when I knew that I could do that and meet this market need and help people, not only athletes so that they can continue with their normal, you know, with their normal um, lifestyle and their training while they're being mobilized. I mean, for example, Adam Shantarello, the motocross racer, you know, he flew me out to San Diego so that he could get fitted with a device uh, with a bone stimulator in it so that he could uh, heal faster and get back to his sport faster after injury. So um, it really does improve the quality of life for patients, whether they're athletes or, you know, they're, uh, they're just kids trying to be kids and live their daily lives. I mean, kids get their bones broken at the beginning of the summer, and it could blow their whole summer if they're going to the beach because they have a pool uh, and they can't even get their arm wet, and that's, you know, a couple of months of immobilization could, is a long time for a little kid to be, uh, you know, tied down on my phone. Very, very true. Um, with your business, there's a, a, a lot of customization. How do you guys scale with that? Because there's so much dependency on so much work. Um, how do right. you guys grow? Right. So some of the ways are that we automate as much as we possibly can. Um, there's still going to be a lot, like you said, customization requires a lot of hands-on work. And that's why um, getting the prices down to compete with traditional casts and splints um, and have them covered by insurance and all that was a large effort. And we still continue to work on our scaling ability and keep prices low because we want it to be available to everyone. Um, right now it's being covered by Medicaid, which is awesome. That's you know, that's going to help a lot of people, especially, you know, the kids that are living in poverty and they're the ones that, you know, really need it with the hygienic aspects of it. Uh, so scaling is a challenge that we continue to work on. Um, we have the, with 3D printing, there are so many different ways that you can do it. You just want to make sure that um, you are focused on quality and consistency 
and you can standardize something. I mean, there are a lot of people that have similar injuries. I mean, if you have a speedboard fracture, for example, and you need a thumb, like, or uh, if you need a wrist cock-up device, or let's say uh, you have a surgery uh, and you have a lower extremity injury or an ankle uh, fracture. So there are a lot of things where we can kind of standardize designs and then customize them as needed as they need. Uh, but the great thing about you know 3D printing is that you know you can you can turn things around. You know you can print some things in an hour, some take 20, but it's still just a matter of time while the swelling goes down anyway. So uh, patients normally when they go into the clinic, they're going to have to get a device you know um, that accommodates for swelling. So when you do that, you're gonna to have to go back in and get recasted multiple times um, for every exam and X-ray. So you might as well have something like Active Armor where you're not wasting all of that. You know, you're just able to reuse it. Um, and so that's that's some of the benefits of using the technology and being able to scale is that you're reducing waste a lot uh, when you're customizing a device for that patient. And also, our devices are um, are recyclable. So it's really reducing a lot of biomedical waste as well. So it's good friendly for the environment and uh, saves both patients and clinics time uh, and energy, and especially athletic trainers when they're making athletic gear, right? You, you are just making the device that you need. You're not wasting a lot of material, um, cutting certain pieces out and fitting them to uh, that unique player and then throwing all of that away and then remaking it every time. I mean, the, in the NFL, they're recasting their players every single day. And that's just absolutely unnecessary when you can make something custom out of plastic and then just pop it on and off or even continue to train an ice bath and everything that you need to while you're, still, while you're wearing it. So uh, those are some of the benefits in the way that we think that it's going to scale and become a standard of care. Uh, for not just athletes, but for every patient. Wow! So they're saving money on casting. They're saving money, uh, saving the environment through recycling and using the same thing over and over again. So, so many benefits, really. Right. Very nice. Um, all right. What does the future look look like for for you for you guys? Like, well, where do you see where do you see yourselves heading? Well, we um, are looking at, like I said, the standard of care for in, in medicine is where we're heading in the United States. So we are looking at um, major hospital networks, so more children's hospitals um, and some more big name uh, clinics that you'll see coming out over the years. So if you want to keep an eye on how we're expanding and growing, um, you can do that on our social media. So we have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and LinkedIn, for example, and if you just look up Active Armor, A-C-T-I-V-A-R-M-O-R, and also on our website, uh, you can see what we're doing and how we're expanding. Um, then we have other product lines. Uh, we will be at NFL Combine this weekend, uh, so uh, if you are, when you're, you know, watching on the football field, we've already fit uh, Chargers and Jaguars players last season, and this season we are going to be presenting to all of the teams. So keep an eye out um, for Active Armor on the field. So we're expanding our into a lot of um, professional athletes uh, and those organizations, as well as now we're doing some more protective gear. So uh, they'll be where you might not see them so much because they'll be wearing them underneath, but we do shin guards and uh, we do uh, 
ankle shields for uh, baseball and all kinds of other sports we're going to be going into. Uh, so new products are coming out all in the line of exoskeletons and protective wear or immobilization gear. Um, and so you'll see more product com lines coming out. You're going to see more volume and hopefully it'll be coming to an area near you so that anybody can get fitted with the hygienic, breathable, waterproof active armor instead of a traditional cast and splint. So also, if, you know, anybody can become involved. If you know of a clinic that you want to become a provider near you, um, we can send you a kit that you can take to them with a sample and, and to try to get them in near you. And we're also looking for anybody who wants to have a little piece of ownership in our startup company. We're in our second seed funding round, so any accredited investor can uh, have a little bit of ownership in my LLC as we grow. And so it's really, there's like a lot of ways to be involved and you want to keep your eye on, on all of the ways that you can uh, be involved with our company as well. Very, very nice. You actually answered my next question, which was going to be, where can we find you online? But, you know, you've done that part for me. All right, awesome. Diana, um, once again, thank you very much. You've been great. You've shared a lot of wisdom upon us. You've given us a lot of insight into things that many of us would not even have thought of, to be quite honest. Um, there's a very bright future for you. Every single hospital in the world could basically use you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's um, good times ahead. Once again, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?